0: Welcome to another episode of In The Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the Drowned God, the Motherload. The show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters and the people who keep that world turning. These are players, these are streamers, the developers, the influencers. It is the will of the Drowned God, Cathala, that our community bands together to worship her by fragging and giving one another into oblivion for all eternity in the arena. Folks, this one I feel super good about. It's... It's a really raw, open interview where we, we talk to a guy. If you if you know anything about Duskworld, if you follow that community, you already know who he is. His name is Seaspool. He's a young Swedish dude and he's he's super passionate about arena shooters. He's one of the best, if not the best, Duskworld players in the currently known universe. And he gives us he gives us a real good glimpse into what his psyche is like, and what it's like to play on his level, and what kind of focus he says the the, the term hyper focus at some point in here that it takes to get to, you know get on his level, and and throughout the conversation he's going to correct some uh, some silly misconceptions. But I mean, what do I care? I'm just a guy. I'm just hosting a podcast. He's he's the man in the trenches, getting deep, getting raw with people, killing motherfuckers in the game, just playing on a different level, playing on a different a different wavelength than all the rest of us living on a different wavelength than all the rest of us. And I don't feel like I need to tell you what the topics are going to be. He's, he's going to say it all for himself. Uh, I will note, you know, he speaks mostly his native language. English is not his first language. So let's get in the key. I'm sitting here with.
1: I'm a Seaspool or you can call me Seas if you like. Cease. Sounds yeah. good.
0: And what, what would be Your way of introducing yourself, like what is it that you consider yourself as or doing in the world of video games?
1: Uh, I guess I'm an arena shooter player. (laughs) I live in Sweden, I'm 24 years old, and I love Quake and games such as Quake.
0: So when did you start playing uh, arena shooters in general, or your Quake, Doom, anything like that?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Most people played like Doom or something when they were way young. Mm Mm-hmm. But I actually played the PlayStation 2 port of Quake 3 Arena called Quake 3 Revolution, I think, when I was like six or seven. Uh, and I played it for a bit, had some fun. Uh, and my parents were like, yo, this kid is violent. We need to hide all his violent video games. Uh, so they hid the game and it like disappeared. We never found it again. And then later in like grade school, I was on, uh, what was it called? Google Videos, you know, mm-hmm. way back. And I found a, uh, like a frag video called Kicked and Removed by Hacksnax. Uh You might have seen it. It's the one with, you know, uh, like, watch out here or I come, you know?
0: <laughs> I I have never heard of that, but you have you haven't beautiful, seen it. beautiful singing voice.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like a classic frag video, you know? It's okay. like one of the oldies.
0: When this is over, send me a link to it, and I'll just watch it. And then this will never happen again. Where I have to, I, I'm <laughs> not going to pretend I've seen something I haven't. But yeah, for I mean, sure. it de- definitely sounds like interesting as hell. So uh, with your with your family, did you have siblings, like little brothers, sisters, anything? Like uh, that?
1: I have an older sister.
0: And were you beating her up, like chasing her around with a knife? Like, why were your parents so concerned with your violence?
1: Nah, no, it was just like I don't know. I have ADHD, you know, and like Asperger's and all that. So I was just sort of a, um, I had a lot of energy.
0: There you go. Basically. That's a a perfect way of putting it. Uh, (laughs) I think that what you're describing, you're actually putting it in almost like perfect psychoanalytical terms would be you, you say I have ADHD or Asperger's or something like that. I think that from what I've observed and learned is that people who tend to be extremely good at, anything at all like any like highly skilled at anything have some sort of there's a deficit between their social you know intelligence and their uh numerical or functional intelligence so you're very 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 good at dusk world or quake or something like that however you say I have you know I have Asperger's or ADhD or something like that but your ability to channel those what some people would call disorders into <laughs> into something I don't know if your video games are useful or not, but, you know, into, into a skill is, um, I think, proof that that's not a problem. So Yeah, I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a
1: word for it and everything, hyper-focus, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you might say, like, Steve Jobs had autism. Or the people say that yeah. all the time about, like, Einstein or uh, Isaac Newton was apparently insane, completely, completely insane. He couldn't, he wouldn't leave his room if Edmund Halley didn't tell him, like, hey, you need to tell people about all this crazy, uh, you know, this gravity no. thing you've come up with seems like it's a really good idea, <laughs> but right, yeah. So I mean, I think that speaks volumes, and that's a, that's a good starting point to like what. So you you began playing Quake on the PS2. When did you start playing uh, games on the computer?
1: Around 2007, I think. Uh, my dad brought home like a shitty old Windows 2000 computer from his uh, job, and all it could run was like Half Life One. Uh, which I had on a USB stick, I copied it like from uh, f- a friend at school had it on a USB stick, so we copied that game and I played it on the p c and I was like, "Yo, uh, mouse and keyboard, this is actually all right. <laughs> uh, so I would play that game, and then in school during recess, I would sit at the school computers and just like jump around in half life deathmatch like on empty servers, like pretending I was fighting people. And uh, I'm pretty sure this actually laid some sort of like foundation for my like uh, current skill or what have you. Even back then, uh, after having jumped around like for a couple hours, and when I finally did play uh, against other players, I kind I kind of kicked their ass, even though they were used to like uh, you know mouse and keyboard and had played like Counter Strike or whatever. So yeah, that's pretty interesting.
0: But no, but playing Quake isn't. Not that the tr- this, there are skills that don't translate between the two, especially aim and <laughs> things like that. But for for an arena first person shooter, traditionally, uh, movement is the most important thing. So if you've already got, if you've got the map knowledge, the timing, if you've got extremely familiar with the environment and you have your movement down, mm. a- aim is you can't teach aim. You can you know you can't learn aim really. It's just it's some days it, it's worse than it is, and some uh, yeah. on, on other days. So it it makes perfect sense to me that that would translate pretty well into like once you get into a game with other people, if you're already an expert on the movement, then you're obviously going to do better. And I've noticed that particularly um, going back and watching some of the YouTube videos of the dust tournaments that you were in is that you you seem to uh, you did things honestly over the past few days. Like when I'm studying up on it, you do movement things in that game that I didn't realize until seeing you do them that they were possible. Like you're d- yeah. double rocket jumping up the pillar to get to um the hallowed health on the map and things like that i'm like i didn't even I didn't realize you could double rocket jump off of things and things like that but but that's a that's definitely a skill set for you that's just gonna translate forward into anything that you do,
1: yeah, I still do that thing actually <laughs> like jumping around on empty servers and dusk world really lends itself to like because of how the movement works in that game like There's a speed cap, you know, Mm -hmm. so uh, if you make like three jumps while strafing, you reach the max speed. And because you're always traveling, basically always, at max speed, like as long as you don't stop jumping, you'll be at the speed cap. Because of that, you can sort of learn paths on the maps, you know, since the spacing will always be the same between jumps. Mm -hmm. So you can practice these sort of like optimized routes throughout the maps, and I've been doing that quite a lot, and it really helps, like in the actual matches you play.
0: So we'll just keep talking about dusk in general for Mm -hmm. for the time being. Is there any are there any particular maps with uh, like routes that you've practiced in in order to prepare for tournaments that you would like to point out? So. Yesterday, I, I've not memorized the names of the maps yet. Um, there's the one map where the Hallowed Health—you have to like jump down a chute, and then go. The bottom of it is a transporter that takes you to another room that walks out towards the Hallowed Health on a on a
1: uh, ledge. Yeah, that's uh, Temple Mystica.
0: Okay, so have you? you uh, assumedly, you've got that nailed down. Um, are there any other interesting ones that you would want to point out to a new player?
1: Uh, yeah, that's an interesting example actually, because. I mean depending on your location it's usually not the fastest way of getting to the hallowed Hells, jumping down the chute you can just make the jump in the room from the catwalk thing you know
0: right. I've tried that as well Yeah It's going to take a few tries to get uh, as good as you are at it but I like <laughs> I like that that route you can just kind of run back gain up your speed and then hop off the very edge of that corner onto Yeah yeah it. Yep So um, there that's all that map also has a, a sort of old school uh, Quake 2 throwback trap with the the you can walk up, push the button, and then you have the meat grinder yeah. on the floor that opens up. But I just uh, also from watching you play realized that you could just jump around that thing. You didn't ever have to touch it or turn it off.
1: Yup. You can also use the crossbow to hover uh, across the gap and still pick up the super shotgun, you know? Okay. Have the, you tried that? This I'm you, gonna you know, the, the arrows.
0: No, I'm going to have to see you do that sometime. Okay. Yeah,
1: uh, okay. you you can hover with the crossbow bolts. Mm-hmm. It, it has like a pushback, so if you aim downwards and, sh- and fire, you'll yeah you'll hover, right. and you can do that across the gap. Uh, it's kind of dangerous, but if you practice it a bit, you can you can get it down.
0: There's no self damage uh, involved in that.
1: No, not not the crossbow. Okay, it's just like a pushback, you know, by from the force of firing the weapon. Uh, and yeah, you can grab the super shotgun without worrying about the gap. What other
0: games like like what other AFPS games other than uh, you've already mentioned Half Life? We know you play Dusk um, and Quake. Like what which Quakes did you start playing? Uh, Quake Three, I'm assuming. I actually
1: started right away, sort of with. Uh, I mean, if you don't count the PlayStation port of Quake Three. Mm-hmm. After I saw that aforementioned frag video on Google videos, I was like, yo, this game is incredible. What the fuck? I remember this. I can't believe these things are possible in this game that I used to play, you know? So I looked it up, and it turns out the gameplay in that video is a mod Mm -hmm. called Challenge Pro Mod Arena, CPMA. So I just went and got that mod like immediately and started playing that. So that was my start, sort of like my real starting point with arena shooters, and I played it for a bit, mostly with like my friends from school, uh, like one or two people, and then we also played Quake Live. When did, when did that come out? Oh, I I couldn't even
0: tell you. Quake Live was much later on. Yeah, like you're the, talking the Steam version of Quake Live or before? No. Nah. Okay. So the
1: the browser the yeah, browser that, version
0: that would have been right around uh, after Quake Four came out. So then the, they really Quake. Uh, here I'll look it up right now. We'll yeah, yeah, Go yeah. ahead, go ahead and it. talk through it. I'll just pull it up on Wikipedia.
1: It's probably two thousand seven or something. Two thousand
0: fourteen, right? Quake Live. Two
1: thousand fourteen? Are you kidding me? What We're
0: launched via web oh, browser shit. plugin on September seventeenth,
1: two thousand
0: fourteen? Wow. Yep. Really. I'm not, I mean, I'm just telling you what no. Wikipedia, Wikipedia says.
1: Nah, that can't be possible because I played. Okay. Update, Quake uh, oh, in high
0: school. update, update here. So that's the steam. I think, I believe that's the steam release that I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, it has but, to be.
0: Under another tab, it says release August 6th, 2010. Is that a little more believable to you?
1: Yeah, that's the spice. Okay. Okay. That sounds more like
0: it. <laughs> Did you say that's the spice? <laughs> I have yeah. never heard that phrase in my life. <laughs>
1: I caught it on uh, Xavier Renegade Angel. Hey. It's a comedy yeah, it's, comedy show.
0: Let's, let's definitely make that uh, a new thing. That's c <laughs> That's the spice. Put that up uh, on our banners and everything like that. When the tagline. Yeah. So how did you get into the, the Dusk tournaments? Did you just follow them on uh, Discord or anything like that? And just kind of like, hey, I'd like to try this?
1: If I remember correctly, I got in through the closed beta, mm-hmm. I think, of Dusk World. That would have uh,
0: been before, like August, August twenty seventeen, around that time frame.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm bad with dates. I don't remember exactly. I, I when just
0: this... wrote down a few dates uh, associated okay. with dusk releases before this. So right. I'll try to help out.
1: Thanks. <laughs> I did I not the... r- write
0: down Quake Live information.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the closed beta, somewhere around there, when it was like a standalone thing, you know. And I think after that, I bought dusk like the single player so the
0: the i want to say the initial like early release pre pre-order was in august 2017 then in january 2018 is when dusk world came online and then yeah. th- it was released fully the whole game a- in december of 2018 that's yeah. my that's my timeline i'm working with you so somewhere <laughs> in that area you started to follow right the the competitive scene starting up there they started putting on the uh, duels at dusk and uh, that's the only real 1v1 tournament that exists in dusk currently right or is there more
1: uh no it's the only one uh, like the only official like bigger tournament there there have been at least one like community tournament that i know of
0: and are these mostly um, european or north american i know that uh, duels at dusk they have like here's here's the european one here's the american one but have you played, yeah the coast to coast competitive
1: the, the first one, the first Jewels uh, at Dusk was uh, intercontinental or whatever, international. And the second one was uh, divided into US and EU. And the upcoming one will also be divided into at least North America and Europe. Right. They're waiting for updates
0: before they uh, want to have another competition to give everyone time to adjust to it, which is amazing considering most game developers don't do that at all. Like, yeah. like Fortnite players just get like. The day before a tournament, they may update the game and then just let all the yeah, players but, know. Yeah. Hey, uh, we I just uh, changed that. the whole game, so enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and have you, have you won any cash prizes? or How does uh, how does it work for them? I, I mean, we're just explaining this to an audience of people who may never <laughs> yeah. have heard of the game.
1: I mean, the, there's a cash prize in in the form of like a Steam gift card and also some gear, like Corsair, uh, keyboards and mice and stuff like that.
0: Have you won anything cool?
1: I came out in first place in b- both uh, tournaments that I've partaken in. Is that a word? Partaken? That,
0: that's a perfectly normal English word. Okay, I guess. <laughs>
1: great. So I've won uh, two keyboards and two mice, I think. Yeah, two keyboards, two mice, and a Steam gift card. And
0: these are Corsair, Corsair mice?
1: Correct. Corsair M16. I don't. I don't remember the name of them.
0: I don't know. I use Zoe, uh, Zoe mouse. So I. I don't know. So as do you try like when you win a, a prize of, of hardware, do you try it out and just, just try to see if you like it, or do you kind of stick to your normal setup? And honestly,
1: uh, I've stuck to my normal stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, I already have a Corsair keyboard, a K65 RGB. Mm-hmm. It's ten key less, so it's like smaller. You know, that's what I. So I, I can fit.
0: Yeah, 10 keyless keyboard. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't ever buy a non 10 keyless keyboard. But I would say if you're trying the, I think you mentioned earlier when we were talking before the show that you like to Russian style, and I know that it, the small keyboard could probably be weird for that.
1: So lately I've been developing like carpal tunnel syndrome. You know, my wrists are like busted from gaming too hard.
0: Do you you know all the the hand exercises? The, you know, you do the, yes,
1: sort of. They don't really help me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I guess I'm too far far into the the damage for that now. But I decided to try out the like Russian style keyboard on the lap, you know, and the mouse sort of like sideways, Mm -hmm. so that you can sort of like cross your arms over each other.
0: Like Rafa, he would be the most famous example I can think of.
1: Yeah, I I think Cipher does it also, and cooler. Like half half (laughs) half of the arena shooter players probably do it. But yeah, the, the smaller keyboard definitely, it makes it sort of difficult to keep it like level on your lap. Right. So I might have to get a new keyboard. I would just use the ones I uh, won, but I sent them off to friends. That's so. excellent.
0: That's the way to do it, really. You know, you're yeah. not going to use it. It's better than you know, if you sell it. It's just like, oh, you know, I'm a fraud. But if yeah. you give them to friends, then you get to feel good about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I gave I gave one away to one of my American friends, and the other I traded for. The viewers at home won't see this, but I'm holding up a fighting stick. Uh, oh, I wow. traded it. Yeah, yeah. My friend had a stick, so we traded keyboard for fighting stick. <laughs> it was a good trade, if you ask me.
0: So, before uh, before a competition, do you ever feel nervous?
1: Yes, <laughs> every like, time. Shaky, like. Yep, yep. I get nervous very easily. What have you done Uh, to
0: mitigate that?
1: Nothing. (laughs) I just play. Just play Uh, nervous. Yeah.
0: That's, that's kind of how I have to do it as well. Like I get very, very nervous, even, and not even competition, just like ranked, ranked playing. And I'm Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Ranked is, uh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Like, especially in this genre where it's like one V one, you know, like jewels and stuff, you get crazy nervous even playing just online ranked matches, uh, I picked up Reflex Arena, you know, great game, and that game has matchmaking, and I would never play it. I played it like two matches because uh, I got, I just, I just got nervous. I couldn't play it, couldn't the, do it. The
0: movement and, and Reflex is in, incredibly different. It's, it's all. Have you played Quake Champions at all? That's uh, yeah, I do. That, that's sort of the main focus of our, um, the parent podcast here is that they mostly they yeah. talk about Quake Champions and. But I've, right. I've described, I wrote a, an article about Reflex where I, I was saying that basically the movement is like being clutch all the time, but you don't have to double tap. That's what it feels <laughs> like to me. And clutch is the most difficult character in Quake Champions for me to move with. I just, I don't understand how, some people just adapt to it very quickly and do well. Yeah. So uh, in Quake would, Champions, uh, what characters do you like?
1: Uh, I, I mean, Honor key uh oh, yeah. because of his movement
0: because of the CPM A movement that you, yeah yeah mentioned before. and i was
1: i was just about to say i would uh compare like Re- reflex's movement uh with anarchy if if anything you uh, do have to
0: push w in in reflex though i've i've heard to to move forward cuz like anarchy and quake champions you you don't have to put once you get moving you don't have to push w at all it's pure cpm left right mouse steering mm-hmm. movement and you can go forward, right? But, yeah, I
1: think I think you don't really need to like past the initial jump. You don't need to strafe, right? Uh, like forward, and then right. direction. You can just do left or right. I think I'm not I'm not very. That,
0: that's true of anarchy uh, and reflex. I believe you still want to. You can seamlessly like if you're going around a corner, you can certainly just hold right and f- go right or right, steer around it. But you. I believe, in order to keep maintain your speed, you would have to push W. And I'm talking out of my ass here. I really don't know Reflex that well. I've only played it a few times, but yeah. it's it's another game. Uh, like like I've, I've gone through a from our website QuakeFans.net. I've written a whole series of articles about different games. Uh, Dusk, yeah. Dusk being one of the, one of the first ones I wanted to do because I I, I personally like I think Dusk is the best uh, arena shooter out there right now there could be hmm, yeah. there could be a lot of uh, improvement as far as multiplayer weapons go perhaps i know a lot of people very very much struggle with the aiming aspect of it just because it's it's uh, big wide open maps is very hard to hit a target long range hmm. and things like that but that, that over time they'll figure that out uh and but to me dusk has the best possible movement it's almost it's like quake 1 movement but you can air air strafe all over the place it's it's yeah. so fast I love that about the game. I've, I've even noticed sometimes in that game that you can you can move so fast that if you shoot the riveter, you are moving faster than the rocket is. In uh,
1: in, in dust, dust World, right? Uh, not quite. You, what, what you might have seen is um, if you shoot uh, if you fire a rivet, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's like this game's rocket launcher. For those who don't know, if you fire a rivet and the rivet mid air, sort of like gets hit by splash damage or something it'll actually change course and speed so that might be what you've seen hmm. uh because no- normally you can't jump as fast as a rivet in in dusk world
0: well, not normally i'm just saying like in, in even even in quick live for example there are jump pads you can hit where you're moving you can oh yeah move so quickly that if you shoot a rocket at the same time you jump you will arrive on the yeah, ground yeah. before the rocket gets there I've seen this happen. Now, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a part of the physics of these types of games in general. It's just uh, we're, we're kind of nerding out a little bit more than maybe the audience <laughs> wants to hear. But I don't know. I mean, if they're nerdy enough to listen to this podcast, they're probably nerdy enough to want to hear that kind of information. Um, sure. So uh, in, in the competitions back on topic... um so you, you do, you know, as most people do suffer from a little bit of nerves and things like that. Um, do you have players that you play with often or practice with that like, once you get into competition with them, you you lose that completely? You're like, I've played this guy a hundred times.
1: Uh, not really. I don't know, like, a, a ton of the Duskworld players. Uh, it's a tightly knit community and all, like, mm-hmm. you recognize the names, you know, like, everybody sort of recognizes everybody. But I don't really like practice, you know, like play jewels and stuff like that.
0: That's frustrating. Uh, yeah. That to me, <laughs> to hear you say that, I, I, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy for you, but to hear you say, like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't practice, but I'm the best in the world.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I've, I've put like a hundred something hours into uh, playing it for like over a year, like going hard in, you know, deathmatch mode and stuff like that. So I mean, I, I've I've practiced the game. I just haven't played a lot of jewels per se. Mm-hmm. And it's not all that different, maybe at the core of it all, I think it's mostly about like aim and movement, like it's... having a, having a single opponent to keep track of is of course like i don't know I don't, I don't I don't think you need to necessarily practice jewels uh to be good at jewels in dusk world if that okay. makes sense
0: no that, if that's the way you feel i mean i i'm not yeah, sort the, of I, I'm not the best player in the world you are so <laughs> I, i'm I'm here to listen to you tell me how how you practice uh, so I mean, okay. So you don't you don't have other players that you practice and feel comfortable with? Are there players that uh, frustrate the hell out of you that you've played against multiple times, and you just uh, I oh, gotta face this guy again?
1: Huh. Like, well, there's there's one guy I'm uh, I'm a bit afraid of. Uh, he might have surpassed me at this point. It's pretty likely, to be honest. Uh, Brondo. That's he the plays other this game yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. I actually checked his Steam profile just earlier. He has over 300 hours in this game now.
0: Stalking him.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted the information because I, I knew I was going to mention him uh, yeah. in the podcast. But yeah, that guy's probably crazy good at this point. I would put my money on him to win the North American part of the next tournament. To okay, be so
0: he's North American. You're going to play in the European. In the yeah. End and then we've got to fly one of you to the other person and have a land to decide who yeah. the real champion is
1: yeah is there definitely. is there LAN
0: support can you have a land for dusk world
1: i think uh, i've seen the devs talk about it there is sort of there is a tool for it but it's not like uh, available to the public right i that's, think that's how it, how it goes
0: i really think this game has the potential to become a, an esport and a big esport if people stay committed to it the sales alone really speak for themselves
1: new blood yeah, has done people, an excellent
0: job like road mapping it out updating it keeping the community involved it's
1: yeah absolutely
0: and and uh, the single
1: player which is like the like people buy this game for the single player right that's the, like a, a broad statement you can make
0: the best single player since doom 2 in my opinion.
1: absolutely I'm just putting that yeah it's there. very very good uh So people buy it for the excellent single player and then try it out, you know, like the multiplayer. Uh, Hopefully a lot of people will enjoy it and sort of get hooked on the multiplayer aspect as well. How
0: many European servers does the game currently have?
1: I think two, Moscow and Germany.
0: And have there been any um, local, like, or just a a single... Because I know you can just set up a server for the game pretty easily. Anyone could do it. Um, Are there any people planning on doing that to, to help mitigate... Because I think what would what would help dusk and what we're doing in North America in my uh, group is we've worked on we've done it for Master Arena we've already set up our own uh, server for them and we hope to do it soon for Dusk World as well. But I think that the community like having other people that this maybe this doesn't apply to you because you don't practice with other people, but. Uh, keeping the community involved in doing things together and like, hey, we're all going to meet up at this time on this server and if someone has uh, access to control that server, then you'll you'll probably see a lot more people try it and then fall in love with it just because they're hanging out with friends instead of hanging out but just like, oh, I'm just shooting other people online. I think that has a big aspect of uh, of the success of these types of games.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also, like... The game being moddable, you know, Mm -hmm. which will be a thing for Dusk World. Absolutely. Uh, There will be, like, custom maps. People will be able to make their own stuff. Those sorts of things make people really, like... The sense of community, you know, really gets reinforced if the game is moddable by the community. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone was to... Uh, host like a server with custom maps and stuff on it and people would you know like drop in and play consistently that would be golden that would be like the optimal sort of feeling like atmosphere that i want in a like sort of niche shooter like this you know like a game yeah. like this
0: well in general uh it's just the arena first person shooter community is small but super consistent i think in the podcast that will come out before this one does we talked about that a lot is that it it, we don't have a a lot of people it's not the percentage of players playing this compared to battle royale games or something like that is it not even it's almost not a number it's a tiny little fraction but the people who play these kinds of games are so committed to it that i don't think it's ever going to go anywhere uh, and it's because Probably I think not. of a the, 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 there's a long legacy there's all there's people that have been playing uh since q test quake One that are just mm. teaching people like me uh how to play now, and even people you know five years younger than I am that I've run into so I don't think the community is gonna go anywhere as long as people continue to support it
1: as long as we get new players I would say so back That's to the- that's in, like the main problem with uh with the arena shooter sort of genre is how it's so difficult to get into, you know? Yeah, but it's like it's like fighting games, uh yeah. which I've been getting into recently. Like you need you need to know someone, like at your skill level, whom you can practice with, you know, spar with mm-hmm. to reach like the level of the rest of the community. Cause almost everyone who's playing arena games are like at least pretty good at it and for new players to just come in and like pick it up. Uh, like they usually get sort of destroyed and I don't know. I th- I think that's a, it's an issue. So
0: that that's a two factor problem that I've also written articles about is that um. so as a person who is just starting out to play a game like Quake, for instance, or Dusk or any, anything like this, you have to as a prerequisite to be successful be the kind of person who can handle getting your ass kicked and not crying about it like that's number 1 you will not make it past you know past the point of entry if you cannot do that yeah the second aspect would be it's on the community uh to be welcoming because when I mean, you see it all the time especially especially in quake champions just because it's a new game and young people are like oh i'll try it and then they get in there and then they accuse anyone who kicks their ass of like, well obviously you're cheating or like you're ranked wrong or you're smurfing me or something like that and the fact of the matter no. is is just no but there are people who've been playing this game for decades like this is the i mean pretty much this Counter strike are the only two esports that have that long legacy like that so there are players that have just been playing this game for 25 years, 30 years or whatever. And then there are players who are just starting out and the the skill deficit is going to be huge, but it's on the community to be, instead of saying like uh, good game, you suck or something like that, you need to say, yeah. Hey, Hey, uh, really you did well considering that you're just starting out. But if you ever want tips or like for someone to help you join, join a discord server or reach out to me and I'll help you like that. That's on us.
1: Absolutely. I 100% agree. Fighting games have, like, they're, they're sort of, like, the same as arena shooters in that sense. Like, it, it, it's a one versus one game. The, like, what's it called? There's like a skill threshold, like, right? Like, you're not even playing the game until you've put at least, like, 15, 20 hours into it. Because uh, you don't even understand what's going on. If you know what I mean. No, I, like in, in, I, in fighting games,
0: I'm picturing you talking about street fighter and that's how I feel when I play like super smash brothers against my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't understand that game and she's like, well, maybe, maybe you should practice it and try to get good and play with me. Yeah. And I'm like, but yeah, I'm like, I, I have all this other, it's like this, uh, there's so many hours of my day I'm already putting into this kind of game that I, I can't even see myself ever beginning to be as good as she is at smash brothers yeah. or mario kart it doesn't matter yeah <laughs> it, it's a different skill but yeah, you're right that is is it a parallel in, in the the skill cap in fighting games so what, what yeah game, uh, what and, and, al- games? and also
1: and also the like aspect of the community having to be like sort of responsible you know like being welcoming teaching players you know just being like nice basically to new players it's the same thing, arena shooters and fighting games.
0: So in, in fighting games, do you notice, uh, is there anything that the arena shooter community can learn from the fighter game community or vice versa in terms of how it treats uh, new players?
1: Well, I mean, the fighting game communities, it's a lot bigger than the arena shooter community, but they definitely have more content, which is another important thing for for a game or a genre or a community or what have you. That there's like content creators you know:
0: It's also that older. there are f-
1: figures, you know, like people, visible people, figures that you can sort of reach out to. Yeah, yeah, sort of like the like communities need identities, I think, mm-hmm. and the sense of identity comes from naturally, like the members of the community, and members of the community being sort of content creators being known. It, it sort of like reinforces this um like the social aspect of it somehow like the basically the identity of the community
0: I 100 percent agree with you that's the yeah. entire basis of why I'm sitting here right now interviewing you is that i i 100 percent believe that and i mean i'm I'm fairly new to all of this I didn't even start playing pc games until last year or, or 2017. Uh, but I very quickly fell in love with Quake Champions. Having I, I've played Quake Three before, and, I, and I've broken this down on previous podcasts. But the biggest thing that I've discovered was uh, getting a group together and and making friends. Those are the people who keep you wanting to keep trying. And yeah, uh, yeah So if you have someone who is uh, you have a personal connection with that encourages you, that is so much stronger than just the. Uh, sitting in a room by yourself trying to figure out like i want to win yeah. so uh, our i mean our discord group is Cathala's keep and that is our identity and we worship the drowned god Cathala and all, all that nonsense and everything like that yeah and but but having that that sense of identity is what keeps us going And when we play in tournaments we'll be like you know the uh, a member of Cathala's keep it's our it's our thing you know like i'm yeah I'm representing. like a re- representative right. yeah right. yeah we have one guy, Night Owl, who is a, our biggest prospect. Like, I think he's probably going to end up be doing extremely well over time and things like that. And then he'll be will be able to say, like, "Yes, see, the God Cathala granted him the strength to win." Yeah, yeah. That, it's 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 dumb, but at the same time, it, it's a hundred percent what you are saying. It's you need an identity,
1: absolutely. And uh, can I just say, it's so good to hear you mentioned like Quake Champions was your entry point, yeah, into like the genre, yeah. That's super good to hear because I've been a Quake fan for a long time. Uh, Quake Champions came out, and I, I like I didn't love it. You know, I'm sort of like a purist. You've definitely noticed there's sort of like a split with Quake Champions. Like half the people, or more—I don't know percentages—but some people are like, "Yeah, this ain't Quake. Uh, there are abilities. All the like stats are different. You know, different characters having different move sets, different." Health and armor, caps, walking speeds, all that stuff. So like the core of quake, which to a lot of people, including me, is like the equal sort of starting ground, you know. Like you both spawn in, you have the same sort of
0: you start at the same level like, it's a hundred percent it's not about what character model you picked or anything like that. If, if you win it's because you outskilled the other person. Not exactly. because you picked Scale Bearer and you picked Anarchy, and Scale Bearer has more health and armor yep. than Anarchy. Yeah, and I understand like, that. Yeah,
1: it, it's not like I, I don't think Quake Champions is a bad game necessarily or anything. I just don't feel the. It doesn't feel like a real arena game to me. If that makes, sense. and that's maybe heresy to say, no, <laughs> especially I, on this podcast. One hundred. No, you're,
0: this podcast, you don't have to worry about that. I hundred okay. percent. I agree with you that Quake Champions is different. And it's it's not it's a different kind of game in, in a lot of ways. But what I would argue is that, A, if you don't like it, don't play it and then don't go on Reddit and shit on it and ruin it yep. everyone else. That, that's number one. And
1: mm-hmm. then number
0: two is that uh, so people are like, oh, it's it's not skill based. But I mean, I would say that uh, as part of the skill of that game is that when you're in the draft before the game ever starts, before you start the duel, you're drafting champions. You need to pay attention to what the other person's picking and pick accordingly, so that and and be skilled enough to play whatever you need to play in order to do it. Yeah. In pro matches, you'll see mirror matches where they pick the same characters back to back for the specific sake of like making sure no one has a distinct advantage, and it comes down to who gets the first kill, who memorized the spawn set correctly, who got the first uh, shot in that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I I I don't disagree. Quake Champions is weird and it's different and Saber is sucking at keeping it updated and making everybody <laughs> happy, but that's um, yeah. hopefully hopefully they figure it out and if they don't, whatever. We have Quake Live, we have Dusk, we have uh all <laughs> all these other games that we can still keep the community uh happy about. So, um, yeah. Whatever. Why why are we complaining?
1: Yeah. But like like I said it's really good to hear that like quake cuz th- that's been my sort of thoughts on quake champions like I don't like how they've changed it but I can see how like this could help bring in new players you know Yeah like it's a new quake game it's I th- I think it's free to play now right
0: It is free to play but you have to if you want to get all the champions you either need to grind for them or buy a champions pack which is ah, relatively good inexpensive enough. yeah it's it's yeah you can try you start you start off with the best character you get ranger yeah, yeah. Like, so like don't complain <laughs> you get ranger with the kill, yeah.
1: ranger with the instant kill button right
0: <laughs> oh well not anymore they, dangerous they, orbs they, right they updated it so that it only it doesn't do four thousand damage anymore when you uh frag into someone's body when you teleport there used to be how a, much
1: it's 100 does now. it do now
0: It's just a hundred. So you need to wear them down first. You need to get rid of their armor. It's a little more interesting.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah. That's been one of my, like, um, when I complain about the game to my friend (laughs) when we're playing, I'm like, yo, they should, like, remove or, like, mitigate or whatever the word is. All the, like, all the active abilities that deal damage, they need to, like, maybe like take it down a notch cuz so, some of the abilities are like boom you're dead and that's no fun.
0: Yeah, late in 2018 and anyone who's listened to State of Quake podcast has had the whole breakdown of this but I'll break it down again because we're here. Mm. Late in 2018, they did a massive update to the game where they essentially nerfed all abilities to the to the floor. Like it's, it, they're still useful. They're still uh, a part of the game, but they're no it's no longer press F to win like a lot of people thought. It was going to be. You can no longer just telefrag with Ranger instantly right off the bat. You can't uh, scale bear is still a little unbalanced. There's definitely unbalancing. Uh, there's, oh, yeah. there's some issues, especially in CTF where you have very fast champions like Sorlag or Anarchy, and right. there's no way to catch them. Or if you it, they, because their CPM movement, if you shoot them in the back with a, a rail or a lightning gun, it actually just makes them go faster. Yeah, <laughs> uh, people people really don't like that and and I 100% agree that lack of maps is a problem there's a million million problems with the game but mm. I would just say that if it's getting young people into the genre as an entry point at all it's it's the same uh, concept of like, if you like a certain type of music like I like heavy metal a lot there's my Metallica poster back there I don't like a 7-fold nice. I don't like a lot of the new metal that comes out but if I hear a young kid say that he's excited about avenge sevenfold and that is it and they go and listen to that music and then it gets them into other heavy music that i think is good then everyone wins yeah <laughs> like what's
1: the Definitely. problem with that
0: yeah man you're a really cool guy i just enjoy talking <laughs> hey to you. thanks and it's it's nice that i'm like i just i'm drinking for this because i the past few i've done uh right after waking up so the fa- when you said i'm i'm swedish i was like oh that's gonna be great i can do it at night i don't have to worry about waking up i can just be, <laughs> yeah
1: i'm glad it works out
0: If you ever want to just pop in as like a celebrity guest and play uh, Dusk in our server, I will send you an invite after this is over. Yeah, absolutely. I think we'd really all appreciate it. We could probably manage to get an East Coast server up so that you wouldn't ping uh, or you would ping equally to me or someone in California, essentially.
1: But (sighs) I think like after a certain threshold, it doesn't like ping doesn't matter in Dusk World, I think. I agree. It, it, it's so it's so fast anyway. It's more about like something else. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think it uh it would really help the community to see faces like you or, it, or I don't know Brondo. I'd love to talk to him if you ever talk to him and mention that we did this. I'd love to get in contact with him as well. Voice crack because mm. speaking. Um, uh, anything like that. I, I I want to do everything that I can to support y- people like you, people playing these types of games, anything like that. So feel always feel free to like reach out, post videos of yourself. Like I if is it is it you posting your own videos on YouTube? Or who is that?
1: Uh that's me, yes. Okay.
0: Um yeah, please like get that stuff out there more. And I would like to see more coverage for the events. Like when we see Dusk World North America and Dusk World EU or duels at dusk competitions happen. I would like to see a, a professional um well done stream for it with commentary and things like that to make it feel more like an esport i know it's still growing um i would, i'll do it i don't care <laughs> it doesn't matter i just i want to yeah. see this game get supported and i want to see people like you become fucking celebrities and make a million dollars because you deserve it because you're awesome uh,
1: i don't know about that i
0: i don't care man if if rafa if fatality gets to drive around in a lamborghini there's no reason why we're not going to be talking about Brondo and C-spool one day like your thresh, you know. It's yeah. it's it's possible. And if it if it doesn't work it out that be. way, you you get to know for the rest of your life that you were the best at something that you tried and Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's important. That's all. I don't have any other real topics to cover unless you want to go over equipment, which we talked about a bit.
1: Uh yeah, I can I can go through it real quick. Um my keyboard, like I mentioned earlier, is a Corsair K65, 10 kilos. And uh, my mouse is a Myonix Avier 7000. It's an ambidextrous mouse. I use uh, an which...
0: ambidextrous mouse as well.
1: Which one you got? Zoe... The Zoe FK2. FK2, right. Yeah. Zoe m- mice are real popular with arena players.
0: They're, they have no software involved in them. They're just... 100% on-board hardware, so you can click between DPI settings. Like Claus uses it, exactly this mouse, which is why I bought this mouse. Because right. I figured if – because in my mind, he's like the best hitscan aimer in, in all of gaming as far like he his LG does ne- never moves off someone. So if I'm using the same mouse as him, there's no excuse for me to not do as well as him except yeah. that I suck. It's That's, like a
1: mental block. <laughs> Uh, I also have a pair of Sennheiser HD598 headphones with a mod mic, which is a sort of detachable little microphone that you can put on whatever headphones you so desire. And that's, that's cool. about
0: it. Okay. Um. Do you have a preferred DPI setting for uh, Duskworld?
1: Uh, I don't. I actually don't even know my... <laughs> You know how a lot of, like, players keep track of how, I don't even know what it's called, like, centimeters per 360 or something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I have no idea about any of that. And I don't know my DPI either. I just set it to something in my software. It's and probably then it to like-
0: default 800, I would assume.
1: No, I've definitely changed it, but I mean, I can I can go check right now.
0: It's not that big a deal. It's just, it's funny to, you know, but most people uh, at lower levels sit around obsessing over what do the best players use? What do they set their things to? And to hear someone like you yeah. say, I don't practice, I don't play <laughs> with other people, and I don't know what my settings are is amazing. Yeah, That's the best thing I've heard in a long time. That I think that says it all, really. It's just like, you know, do your own fucking thing, dude. Yeah. You you're doing well. I I'm, I'm really happy and we can sign off now. I I'm, I'm satisfied with this conversation.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have anything that I want to mention either. Cool. Uh oh. Maybe the, uh, we talked about my tube channel and for people listening, uh Oh yeah, go ahead. You, you might want to check out I uploaded my my gameplay from the tournaments. So all you have to do is search duels at dusk. And uh, my playlists uh, should pop up. I can will also
0: link that to our to the video. Or t- like, I'll link your videos on our Discord channel, and I'll try to get a link to it in the podcast description as well.
1: Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, while you're at it, you can <laughs> like link uh, Brondo's frag video as well because that one's really good. That's already if on people... our Discord
0: channel. Oh, I it okay, last nice,
1: yeah. nice. Yeah. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at SeasPool. And uh, yeah, I think that's it.
0: <laughs> well, I'll just uh, if you want to, just send me a list of anything you want plugged and I'll, I'll attach it. Roger that. Thanks, man. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Mm? I'm very humbled to be on here. I hope
0: you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to be involved in the community, go over to our Discord. It's linked at the bottom. If you want to check out articles written by uh, people in our community about more arena first-person shooter stuff, you can go to quakefans.net, and there's all kinds of content, more happening all the time. You can thank Smango, a.k.a. Kentucky Nerd, for that if you want to play in some tournaments, we got that going on. And as always, you can jump over to Slip and Uncon for State of Quake tournaments and play some of that Quake Champions fun stuff. Anyway, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed everything and I hope you have a good rest of your week. I will see you on the other side. Stay in the keep. Peace.